This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Apparently, Forbes, uh, the way this is written anyway, seems like uh, Forbes thinks this, this Obamacare repeal bill is fantastic. Well, it's, uh, I figured pulling the Forbes one would be interesting because most people don't like it. Um, repeal bill abolishes tax hikes, expands HSAs, creates new health insurance tax credit. These are the, this is the good Yay! parts. <laughs> and some of it is actually good. As I was trying to say in the radio show mm-hmm. today, like... If Obamacare is an F, I think this is like a D plus. Mm-hmm. Now, would you can't we do better than a D plus? First, yes, that's my first point. It's like, yeah, can't we just freaking? Can't I mean, we do better. Can't we do better? I mean, I understand. Now, if you were in school, uh, Jeff, you, you you'd be very familiar with this scenario. You're in school, and they've told you you're going to fail. You're you're an F. You're an F student. Um, you're <laughs> you're never going to get through this this school. Uh, you're not going to graduate. They've told you this, you know, a thousand, probably a thousand times. Now, if they were to say, four. hey, more? Four. Oh, four times. Oh, four times. Okay, yeah, because each, each grade. Um, so they said, uh, they say to you, they say, hey, you got an F. Hey, but you know what? We're feeling okay. Why don't we give you a D plus? You, prob- I, you I, probably take that, I, right? In a heartbeat. Right. Now, that, if that's the scenario, you take that. However, if the argument is, hey, Jeffy, you've got an F. You get to write whatever grade you want in this box. What would you like? 
18. <laughs> okay, not, eight, not 18, but A would be the uh, typical. Yes, absolutely. Maybe Come an on. A+. Plus. Of course you're writing an A. Yeah, maybe. They're giving you a shot. If you just don't want to, you know what, I don't feel right getting a full A+. Give plus. My, I'll give myself an A-. minus. Yeah. I'll give myself a B plus. Yeah. A B. You don't give yourself a D plus in that scenario, and that's where we are, and this is why it's a problem. Um, you know, this is just a crap bill. Now, now let me give you, let's give you the good side first, though, right? Let's, Trump loves it. Uh, a lot of people in, in, in the GOP establishment love it. This is what we kind of told you we thought would happen with Trump if we went down this road. And as Trump pointed out today, I don't know if you still have that tweet open, Jeffy, but it, I mean, he mentioned this is an open negotiation point, uh, which is even more scary because that means some of the good things I'm about to tell you about might go away. Uh, but here's here are some of the good things. Nearly all the Obamacare taxes are repealed. Uh, it repeals a big one, the biggest one, a 3.8 percent um, Medicare payroll tax bracket um, and uh, also repeals the high medical bills tax, the medicine cabinet tax, flurry of tax increases on health savings accounts and flexible spending accounts, the medical device tax, which is a big one. Um, it really hurts innovation, medical device tax, series of uh, tax hikes on various health industries. One missing tax repeal is the economic substance doctrine, Um, but that may have to do with a bird rule limitation on reconciliation bills. I don't even know what that one is. Um, uh, The individual mandate and employer mandate are retroactively repealed. So if you uh, filed your taxes for 2016 already and you paid a a penalty, you'll be able to get that money back if you did not have health insurance. And you are no longer required to buy health insurance, again, assuming this goes through it is signed in its current form. Um, which is a good one. I, you know, I've said many times that I think the most offensive part of, of, the, uh, of Obamacare, most offensive, is the individual mandate. Um, and that would, this would repeal the individual mandate. So that's a, that's a good step in the right direction. Um, uh, and you'll be able to go back to 2016 for that. The Cadillac pe- plan uh, tax, that actually can, is, now they're using this as, as a positive. They are deferring that tax till 2025. Now, so it means that they didn't get rid of the Cadillac tax, which was the easiest tax to get rid of. The easiest. And you might say to yourself, uh, that makes no freaking sense. Why would they do that? Um, and that's a good, that would be a really good argument, actually. Um, the, the issue is, uh, I think it's a strategy move by them, um, which is they think they can get that done at any time. Um, and it helps that they're scoring from the CBO when this thing gets scored, which is not scored yet, by the way. Um, so... What they say is we leave this tax in, which is, if you don't remember the Cadillac tax, it's the tax on really good health care plans at like 40%. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, and so, but I think they f- figure so many Democrats hate it, chief among them the unions, that when it comes to 2025, they'll be able to get rid of this anyway. So uh, it will never actually take effect. And it makes it look like the PIP plan pays for itself more. Mm-hmm. It's a total scam. Uh, but I think they think they can get rid of it. And here's uh, some of the five big problems with it. Um, it, retra- it retains the requirement that insurance has to cover people with pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. So that, that keeps the premiums high. Um, it creates a backdoor mandate. So while there's not a, a legal mandate where you have to report to the IRS and be fined, your insurance goes up if you ever drop coverage. Yeah, and it's a really weird, a really weird situation too. So, if uh, let's say uh, I lose my job and then I get a new job in a couple months, so, but in that interim, in the couple months, I don't have health insurance. When I go to get health insurance, they can charge me a thirty percent premium 
um, on that's that. madness. Now, first that's of all, madness. It's madness because it's essentially a way to enforce the fine or enforce the mandate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also weird because shouldn't well, in if a free, you're out of work, though, you, there's no way you can afford health. Well, it's insurance. only when you come back and get on the plan, you get the actual fine. Right. So but to avoid the fine, you would have to maintain your insurance. Oh, right. I see which is saying. impossible when you're out of work. Right. It's always very difficult. The other part is shouldn't healthcare? Mm. I mean, if it's a free market plan, shouldn't healthcare companies be able to charge any price they want? Isn't that what a free market is? Yes. So instead, they're allowed to charge a 30% surcharge on you if you drop your insurance. Okay. I don't know that that would really... I mean, because, you know, the argument was made, I think Philip Klein made it, he was on a radio show today, that if you're... Let's say you're 24 years old and you're out, and you're out of work for a couple months. Wouldn't you just not get insurance at all until you're sick? Yeah. Because, yes, you'd go back and have to pay a 30% uh, surcharge for a few months. But isn't that worth not paying anything for several months? I mean, mm-hmm. you would wind up saving money unless you got sick a month after you made this decision, basically. So there's some risk to it, but limited risk. The other part of it is, uh, you know, when you do this, why a 30% surcharge is essentially a way to enforce the mandate without, without saying it's a mandate. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was called a mandate in the initial bill, but the mandate technically was unconstitutional. The way the ruling was written by John Roberts was, hey, you can either have insurance or pay the fine and be legal. So you don't actually have to, you're not mandated to buy insurance. You're only mandated to pay the fine if you don't buy it, um, which I know is a weird line, but there wasn't. It, it's the same thing here. And the same thing goes into the subsidies. They're not subsidies anymore. They're tax credits. Well, I mean, you might say as a conservative who likes tax cuts, well, I don't mind tax credits. And I can understand there's some sense to that. Except that if you, let's say you pay $3,000 in taxes over a year, you're a, you're a Jeffy tax bracket, so you, you basically you're paying nothing. You pay $3,000 for the entire year, and you get a $10,000 um, tax credit. Well, normally what you'd say is, well, I don't pay $10,000 in taxes, so I can only get a $3,000 tax credit. Not with the way they're doing this. They're going to go to you and say, okay, you get the $3,000 tax credit, so you pay no taxes at all, and we'll just give you $7,000 a check for $7,000 to go pay for uh, your health insurance, meaning that you essentially have a minus $7,000 tax burden for the year. Um, that's just a check. That's just a subsidy. That's just a way to pay people to do things that you want. And where does the money for that come from? Uh, comes from uh, this... The magic money tree? The magic money tree. Okay, uh, good. Magic money tree. As long as we're getting it from the magic money tree, I don't care. Gotta I don't get, care. It's got to be from the magic yeah, money tree. it has to. Um, it also creates individual health subsidies, as, as we're kind of outlining... Subsidies for it subsidizes Medicaid and it subsidizes high risk pools on the state level. So, I mean, there's one well, great thing after another. It's a, and, and the way thing. the way it's structured again is so <laughs> they give a bunch of cash to the states and say, you guys do what you want to do with it. Right. At the end of that, the states will have built programs in which they need to tax people to pay for. OK, so. The, the Republicans are saying, we'll give you the first few years of that cash. And at the end, you'll just have to figure it out for yourself. Well, what's going to happen at the end is that they're going to want, want it from the government. And it's going to become a huge campaign. We figured issue. it out. We want you to continue giving us money. Exactly. <laughs> and you know who's going to fold on it? The Republicans. They're folding on it when they're in power. What makes you think that when, it, God forbid, Every time. everything goes poorly. Every time. Every time. Uh, without fail, during my lifetime... Every time mm-hmm. they've had a golden opportunity like this, 
they completely blow it yep. and turn it over to the Democrats or do something uh, liberal or, or wuss out on some great option that we have that they just don't have the balls to make happen for whatever reason. Why do Democrats always have the ability? They got the, one of the most unpopular bills in history passed. Mm-hmm. How? Because they just rammed it through. They rammed it through? That's how. They didn't they stop. They rammed it through. They didn't stop. They did exactly what Pelosi said they were going to do. They're going to pole vault. They're going to high jump. They're going to skydive. They're going to burn things down. They're going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. And they did. And Pat. And they did. And Pat. And Pat. To revisit for just a moment the, our last election. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said, hey, well, what's, you know, what are you guys, why are you guys making these decisions? Why, do you, why are you so against Donald Trump, for example, instead of Ted Cruz? Mm-hmm. And the reason was we made a pledge on the air, on the air, and said, I mean, this is part of it, but it's you know, what I remember most. We made a pledge on the air. I'm not going for another one of these freaking Republicans because every time we do it, this mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Unless there's real principle behind them, unless they're a real constitutionalist, no, I'm not going to suck it up and at the last minute vote for the guy because this will happen. And guys, this is happening. It's the exact reason we took all those stances during the campaign. Now, you might say a D plus is better than an F. I got it. And if you can make decisions that way. It would have been worse with Hillary. Yeah, that's not the point. You might be able to make decisions that way. I cannot make decisions that way anymore. I I refuse to choose between two heaps of crap. And uh, again, we have some things that are not heaps of crap out of Donald Trump, to be clear. Neil Gorsuch is not a heap of crap. There's been several things that he's done that have been good. But this is but a this, huge problem. It's a turd this burger. Is a, this is a turd burger, guys. There, I'm not mm-hmm. to say that, like, for example, they greatly Is expanded. there some bread to eat yes. around the edges of the turd? Yes. Y- yes. And you might not get a bite of turd you're while right. you're biting the bread. I mean, you, so you might get a little <laughs> bit of that. But, I mean, again, like, I'll give you another. Uh, you but want a piece of bread? the smell is going to affect the bread. Yes. You want a piece right? of bread? Uh, the HSAs, uh, the health savings accounts, are greatly expanded. Woo! They should be. That's a I mean, good that's move. that's good, but that's it's not, not great. It's not going to change your life. Uh-uh. Um, but it is good. And that's the thing. You'll get a lot of these pitches from Republicans over the next, and I'm sure you'll get it from many media sources today, uh, that all, they will point out everything we just gave you as far as the positive list. And there are some things. I'm not going to deny that. But when you have the presidency, you have the Senate, and you have the House and you give this lump of crap as a starting negotiating position, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, that but is embarrassing. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, as our president has said, don't worry about getting rid of those state lines either. Oh, yeah, he'll do that later. Because we're going to take we're care of that. Promote competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, be yeah. in phase two and three. Phase two and three. And, and I got to say, that's, yeah. a, that's such an yeah. easy one and so weird for them not to do. He also. Uh, I want to be clear. He also tweeted uh, earlier today uh, that he's working on a new system where there will be competition in the drug industry. Pricing for the American people will come way down. Uh huh. Yeah. Good. I mean, thank that's you. Good. I mean, that'd be great if it's true, but I know it's not. <laughs> I know it's not. Yeah, this is. I mean, how many what times? What cost does me twelve hundred and sixty-five dollars a month today will cost me more than that under his new plan. How many times do you have to get kicked in the nuts uh, God, before you say I don't, don't want to get kicked in the nuts anymore? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I just don't like getting kicked in the nuts. At least one more. At least one more time. At least for a few more years, and then we oh. can all. And and by the way, if you don't care about these policies and i know some people out there probably don't you know you, you look it's a little bit of a be- it's a little bit better it's better than the other side mm. i don't care let me give you a part where you should care the way that this is structured medicare or medicaid 
Uh, a bunch of money goes to Medicaid uh, for the, in, in Obamacare. And that was one of the, the main reasons anyone's covered under Obamacare essentially is a Medicaid expansion, a giant government program where the uh, U.S. government gives 90% of the cost for Obamacare people, healthy people, they give 90% to the states so that they can pay the Medicaid bills. Okay, that's the way it's currently set up. The Republican bill lowers that to 50%. So now we're only paying 50% of the people who are healthy's bills. I guess is 50% better than 90% in this scenario? Sure. sure it is. Is it the right thing? No. However, this money expires on January 1st, 2020. So if you love Donald Trump and you want him to get reelected, you're going to get a bunch of people getting the money sucked out of their uh, lives and all of a sudden they're going to have to pay for things that they didn't have to pay for before. For some reason, they delay it to the presidential election year for it to kick in, where it's going to become a huge story. It's going to be a giant push for more single-payer health care and very well could, could wind up resulting in a liberal coming in, heroically riding to the rescue, and coming up with single-payer to solve this problem. At the very least, Donald Trump will be blamed for it, 100%. And it will ri- I mean, look, maybe you think it's not going to matter. Maybe you think he, everything's going to be so great, it's not going to uh, be an issue. But I can promise you that the media is going to go and find every person who used to have Medicaid funded through the states that no longer gets that money, and they're going to, try, they're going to be on every stage during that campaign. Now, maybe Trump, he, look, he's, he's a resilient guy. He's been able to get through a lot of attacks. Maybe he can deal with that. But why structure it that way? You know, the Democrats, again, this is another example of it. The Democrats know that if they had that expire in 2022... Everyone would say, oh, you're waiting till after the election. That's pathetic. And you know what they'd do? They'd make it expire in 2022. Mm-hmm. They'd just say there, you know what? I don't care. So what you think that? And uh, they'd get away with it. Here, for some reason, uh, they have it expiring at the, en- at the beginning of the presidential election. That's going to be a real hard thing for, for anyone to overcome. But maybe Trump can do it. Yeah, but Trump does solve that problem. That's a really good point. Yeah, yes, Trump, it does. We haven't made that point for a few days. No, we yeah. have not. Yeah, but Trump. Yes, this is a turn burger. You are correct. Yeah, but Trump. Okay, <laughs> I hadn't thought of it like that. I feel good about it now. With all the power, this is what you get? Yeah, but Trump. This is, you know, your, your turd burger argument that has, you know what? It's a normal burger bun. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. With a turd burger slider in the middle. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a little bread on the outside. Right. You yes. Can, you can nibble around the edges. It's better than, like... You know, just eating crap off the ground. Uh, yeah, but not a but lot. Trump. Not a lot. Not a lot. But yeah. Yeah. And you would think we've Trump. got now. Supposedly, we got a world-class chef in the kitchen. Why can't we do better than that? Why cannot we? Do, I mean, Why can't is, we do better than that? Uh, this is I, you're fiddling I, around the edges. Unbelievable. Why? I don't know. Why? I don't know. But you know, it's like the air inside your home is five times as polluted as the air outside oh, it's your probably home. Worse well, just go get... outside then. Well, no, that's still polluted. That's not a good option for me. Well, we've, it's we've, really we've, polluted out there. We've well, just, the it's less polluted than inside your home. We've cleaned the air in this closet area. You could always go stand there. Well, I don't want to stand in the closet. I, I want to be in my living room, mm. in my kitchen, in my bedroom. And I will say, your air quality is going to suck if you have turd burgers all over your place. Uh, um, yeah. Which is uh, something you might want to clean up. So what do the, I do about it? Uh, what, you, get, what, well, you get the Alexa here, Breeze. Okay. We've got one running in our house uh, all the time now. Um, it has an auto feature, which is nice. So you're not constantly running it. 
it turns on and off as needed. And then there's a cool indicator uh, light that shows you when the filters are really taking stuff out of your air. Uh, it'll go from red when, it, when your, your air is at the worst quality, and then it, you see it clean it and you get it down to uh, the blue color. Uh, it's got a four-stage uh, filtration process. and I it, bet it doesn't have a HEPA filter, not a true HEPA filter, though. Why are you such a skeptic? I can't, just because I can't believe it's that great. It is. It has that it thing. Is? Whatever oh that thing gosh. is that we keep bragging about, <laughs> they've got it. It's got the HEPA filter? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that I is. I but... love HEPA filters. Get your Alexa Pure Breeze today. $199.95, and you'll start to breathe easy. Call 888-895-7746. That's 888-895-7746. Or go online at getalexapure.com. That is getalexapure.com. Oh, this is really good news. This is really good news. You're going to like this a lot because I know I did. Um, the TSA searches are about to get real all up in here. <laughs> We're getting real, yo. Uh, gee, money. So um, they're going to get... Here's the headline. TSA searches are about to get a lot more personal and invasive. What? Because we all know they're not nearly personal or invasive enough right now. Excellent. Isn't that great? Jeffy, you're going to be hanging out there every stinking day. Guess who's uh, applying for a TSA job right about now? (laughs) Do you have any tickets? And and guess who's going to be flying like every day? Don't you have any plane tickets? Nope, just want to get to airside. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, The TSA used five different uh, methods up until now of physically searching anybody. Right. Uh, They've done away with that, and they're going with only the comprehensive search. And they've said... Um, I would say people who in the past would have gotten a pat-down that wasn't involved will notice that the new pat-down is much more involved. That's according to a TSA spokesman. They've also, it's going to be so personal and so invasive, they've alerted local police agencies that they're going to be getting a lot of complaints about being abused by people, being abused at airports by these people. So weird, too, because... That's unbelievable. They tell you every step they're going to do. No matter what, what pat down they use, they go through the steps with you. Well, I mean, but let's That's be honest. So weird. Right. I mean, but like, I don't care if they're going through. I don't want them touching I me. understand that, but they, you know, look. I don't th- care. That's the I deal, don't want right? It. It's the deal. No, it shouldn't but, be the deal. But it is. The it Jeffy, shouldn't be. It is. The Jeffy approach, you work, like, for example, you have a, you work with a Jeffy, and Jeffy's at the TSA. Mm-hmm. The issue is, they might be telling you they're going to do this, but you're going to take a little bit of extra joy in doing it to people. And that's what I think people don't like. So? <laughs> yeah, I enjoy my work. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> you know, I just think that's going to be the problem. Keeping um, America I, safe. You know, going to have to pat you here now. Think about this. We get all up, our panties in a complete wad. If uh, some transgendered person's feelings are I hurt. know, that's for if sure. If they're insensitive, if they feel uncomfortable, if they're not entirely excited and, and, and wonder-filled and awe-inspired by every movement everybody makes around them. We, it's a story on the freaking national news every time that happens. But if I go to the TSA and I'm patted down and they're feeling my nuts... I don't matter one iota that I'm uncomfortable nope. with that. Nope. Doesn't and they're matter. touching me. Doesn't matter. I, I, I can't. It's incredible. It's I a good point. I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. 
this is it's, it has to stop. It has oh, to stop. If you couldn't take it, you would have pulled the trigger on TSA Pre a long time ago. You obviously do. <sighs> no, like uh, right? okay. This is this is pushing me over the edge. I am now pulling the trigger on TSA Pre. I'm going to make that call today. Who do I call? Well, you go to the website. TSA. You go to the website. Go to the TSA website. Yeah, there's a t- go search for TSA Pre Pre Check. <sighs> doing it today. Uh, what I'm you doing do is you today. go through about it's about a half hour of filling in paperwork. That's what I hate. But it's it's really not that bad, and it's it's more like <laughs> past addresses and. Uh, places you've worked and things like that, uh, and then. Uh, but will you hate it worse? Right. When they when they're putting the rubber glove on and they're how patting much, you with the backhand. <laughs> how much do you not like a, a, a backhand on, on your I, junk? A lot. Uh, if you Way don't, more if you than really the don't like it, then you'll get. Way more than the paperwork because the story will never be. Heterosexual Pat Gray felt uncomfortable by being felt up. At the airport. That will never be a story. That will not be a story. That will not be a story. They don't give a rat's ass no. about my feelings, about my comfort level, about well, my sensitivities. We do care. But we, no, we nobody cares. We now. only care about transgender and homosexuals and their feelings and their comfort level and their sensitivities. I, I got to say, not even gay people. When's, when's the last time they got yeah. any love? I know, that's true. It's only it's transgenders right. now. Sure is. There's too uh, many homosexuals now, so yeah, they don't they're, matter they're, they're too. They're too yeah. popular. <laughs> They're too popular. Uh, they've already They're got too their mainstream. Uh, now, oh, you guys can get married. There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> Screw you guys. Yeah. Uh, you get <laughs> nothing. It's true. It's true. It really is. It is oddly going that way. The forgotten people. I go through the. I, I go through the machine though most of the time. So you're good without getting the. They only pat you down a little bit. No, they they uh, do the random pat down though. They're like, you've been chosen. Come over here. I'm going to fill you up. Yeah, there is a random element to that. Yeah. I never get it, which um, makes absolutely days. zero sense. It, there's you're not going to find anybody with random search so you could feel up a three-year-old girl or you could feel up a, a 25-year-old arab and it's the same you decide and it's the same right okay shut oh, up silly. don't don't even tr- insult my intelligence with this stuff this piss well, even off. if they even if they didn't do it with <sighs> you know arab or muslim if they just did it by age it would make a little bit of sense yes. a little bit i mean at least if you were like okay no grandmothers and no four-year-olds what if you didn't worry about the way a person looks but Instead, from where they're coming, like a terrorist yeah. nation. And if you're coming th- from Yemen, you get a little more closer scrutiny than if you're coming from Billings, Montana. And that's the effort of travel, you know? the travel ban, right? Um, that's what they tried to do with that. It's like say, okay, you know, we're not going to, we're not saying a religion, we're not saying any right. even age. We're just saying from these they, six. They countries. tried really hard, and still they got a ration of crap for it. Yeah, and by the way, the odd thing about that is, uh, so they had seven countries, and it was uh, 90 days. We're going to figure out what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the big push. Right. Actually. So it gets ruled unconstitutional or, or kind of by that by the court. They don't they're going to go to court. Remember, I'll see you in court. And then didn't didn't do it. Typical <laughs> Donald Trump. Um, but so that was I don't know how many days ago that was. But the pitch was this is temporary so we can figure out what's going on. Have they not been trying to figure it out? Why is it still 90 days and not 72 days or whatever it would be? Why are you being so Shouldn't picky? they be reducing that as we go on <laughs> at this point? Like, what, is the 90 number important for if some reason? If it were a real thing, yeah. If, if yeah. it were, yeah, exactly. And, it's and not that's a real why thing. It's an indefinite. The temporary argument by many on the right is bullcrap. The guy mm-hmm. wants it permanently. I mean, he might change the, the he might change the, yeah. uh, and that might be the right policy. I'm not even yeah. saying it's not. And, and by the way, but, we already figured out what's going what's going on. Um, people are coming here from nations who hate us, and some of them are extremists, and they're trying to kill us. Yeah, we already figured that out a long time ago. Right. I knew that on September 12, 2001. <laughs> I guessed it then. Wow, you're yeah. amazing. Well, yeah. you're a magician. I don't think anyone can keep up with that intellect. <laughs> I mean, this is uh, the dumbest 
thing <laughs> I know. of all time. It really is. And it's like, well, you know, if it takes 90 days, then shouldn't you have been working on this through these days? Uh, I mean, I understand there's a lot going on, but I mean, you can't advance it one day for every two. No. Like maybe it's been 20 days to advance it. Maybe it's an 80-day ban instead you're, of a 90. It'd be the wrong to is, try to advance it if you, it wasn't passed, right? If they couldn't no, do it. No, because the screening process is what they said. We're going to do a ban, and during mm-hmm. that, we're going to figure out what's going on with the screening process and improve it. And then, and then we're going to need 90 days to do that. So at the end of 90 days, we can open up, the, right. open up this trans, uh, transit again, and it's not going to be a big deal because we're going to have the thing figured out. So Iraq got crossed out. Yeah. And Iraq got crossed out, yeah. That's the big one. Uh, can we go back to that map? Um, because uh, I hadn't seen that yet. Um, yeah, I, that's the only one. So they had the same seven, and then they took yeah. Iraq off, b- so it's back, back to, to the six. terrorist uh, nation map for um, a sec? The six or countries. That, yeah, no, I do believe they are attempting that, Pat. That's why I'm keeping talking about Is it a complicated else. process? Yeah, is it, it okay, is. look at They did it! They did it! They've done it! They've done it! <laughs> Stu, you're not clapping. So, again, yes, it's Iraq. Right? Stu, you're not clapping. Okay, Iran, Syria, Libya, Sudan, and Yemen, and Somalia are the only ones we're So that is the now. Obama list Iraq, minus Iraq. Afghanistan, yep. Saudi Arabia is not covered in this? Come nope. on, all 18 came from Saudi Arabia. How is that not one of them? Right. Well, that was, yeah. I mean, and that, that, was that, a, that was a funny argument made by liberals in that they kept saying, like, what about Saudi Arabia? And it's like, well, I can understand that from a conservative perspective. Yeah. But you want more yeah. countries? Right. I mean, I guess he could add some. Is that what you're asking? They're just trying to show the foolhardiness of this. And it is foolhardy. It's it, stupid. All of it's, it's, it's stupid. Not, yeah. And, and These are not good plans. Yes. I will say this, too. I mean, <laughs> every... And I, and I made these arguments. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do much of anything. It's, it, you know, people are like, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever been done. No, it doesn't. It limits it to 50,000 uh, refugees per year, which is right around the average of the past, say, eight years. It's a, which is a little bit, it's like 60,000 the past eight years, and he's doing 50,000. Not that big of a deal. Uh, you, know, he's, uh, you know, he's limiting um, uh, these seven 10, countries. That's 10,000 people whose human rights are being violated, not being allowed to come into our country, Stu. I'm sorry. 10,000 human rights violated. And by the way, it's not a human right to come into our country. Right. So shut up about that. So stuff. exactly, but these are the arguments we made, this right? Pisses me off. Okay, so uh, it's seven countries. So most Muslims are going to be able to come. And, do I seem and inordinately angry today? You do. Because I am you do. inordinately angry. Uh, a little angry. bit, but I think yeah. it's okay. okay. The issue here, though, is if you make the argument that it doesn't really violate any of these people's, you know, worlds. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a delay. It's fifty thousand. It's only six countries, and they have no right to be here in the first place. And they have no right to be here in the first place. If you make those arguments, you also have to make the argument that it's not going to accomplish very much. Yeah, that's true. It's a very limited, temporary mm-hmm. ban that will do almost nothing. Almost nothing. Because remember, the people who would be affected by this have already gone through a two-year process. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're, the people are rushing across the border and you're like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. These people have all gone through a screening process already. So if could theoretically you catch something? Maybe, but it's not going to do much. Of It's not going to do much. This is absolutely Donald Trump saying, I promised I was going to do this and I'm doing it. That's it. It doesn't really affect your security. It doesn't really affect the lives of refugees all that much, especially mm-hmm. when you remove the, the permanent Syrian ban, which they did in this move as well. Um, it's really not that big of a deal on either side. It's interesting to note as well that Trump is following through on most of his promises, almost all of them, in fact. He's doing what he said he's going to do on health care. That's not going away. It's just being made... Well, it might get a little bit better initially, but I think what he'll eventually wind up is trying to ensure everybody 
through uh, through us, through the taxpayers, and it'll wind up being a single-payer thing. And he seems seems to be headed that way, because otherwise you just repeal it. He did thing. promise government would, would pay for everyone's health care. Yes, he did. And so he's, he's following through following on that. that. He followed and, through on the on the, on the the travel ban. He's, he's doing that. And to give him credit, like, for example, on the, on the health care thing, um, mm. he said... He would give. He would. Government would pay for all the health care. Right. Um, and everyone he, will be insured. And the uh, like. The, the conservatives are saying, "Wait a minute, no, just repeal this thing, and then we'll figure out some little things we can do to help the process." But we're not going to do that. He stood up to the conservatives, mm-hmm. and he said, "You know what? I I promised I was going to do this, um, and I will not accept a repeal. I'll only re- accept a repeal and replace." And what he's done here is yes, an, a, a be, better than Obamacare right now, um, but. He's praising the plan, and it's essentially Obamacare light. And I, I, yeah, Obamacare is. light is more conservative than he promised. I mean, so I mean, in so a way, far, yeah. you could say that. We'll uh, see what happens in phase two and phase three that he's already promised that we didn't know about. And the travel ban um, is just a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, it I is. mean, it's it's not it doesn't do yeah. much of anything. Um, and so I, I don't know that he's lived up. What to, will affect our lives more is the TSA feel up. That'll affect you more. They're, they're, you're going to be cupped. Yeah. Let's be honest. You're going yeah, to be cupped at the cupped. airport. Uh-huh. Is that a bad You're thing? Be groped and you know cut. what? It's not a bad thing for everybody. It's not a bad thing for Jeffy. Jeffy loves it. Jeffy, look at him over there beaming. He's beaming. Look at it. He's planning his next trip I mean, to DFW right now. I will say. He's going to Love Field or DFW today. Mm-hmm. You know he is. He usually has to pay for it, and usually. now he's getting it for free. <laughs> Man, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to you, Jeffy. Well, I don't know about greatest, but... <laughs> it's a top ten. Right. It's a top ten. It's, exciting. I, I, it's an exciting moment. I know your life and your history. It's a top ten. All right. Triple eight seven two seven back You know, uh, there are problems all over the place, and, and sometimes in places where you don't expect it. Like your stupid phone company. Who would guess that when you pay your phone bill, your company turns around and uses a lot of your money uh, to donate to really liberal causes. Yeah. I mean, some of it is just PR, where they want to look like, oh, we're helping people. and, and it's, Others you know, goes right to, like, it's... these mayors against gun rights. Yeah. And yeah, that's a big one. That's agonizing. Mm-hmm. Patriot Mobile solves this problem for you. If you're giving your money to these companies that are dishing it out to liberal charities and liberal organizations... Patriot Mobile does the opposite. They offer all the same uh, great service nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data Mm -hmm. uh, at uh, great prices. And uh, they're going to donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. We really love these guys. Patriot Mobile. They'll even buy out your current contract with credits up to $500. Uh, That's going to take care of it. And, yeah, you can keep your phone number and get great nationwide coverage, all while supporting conservative values that you believe in. Yeah, and if you call now... Mm -hmm. Uh, Patriot Mobile is going to waive the $35 activation fee if you use the promo code Pat and Stu. Remember to use the pro- promo code Pat and Stu, or you're okay. not going to get this deal. Go to PatriotMobile.com/PatandStu or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT, 1-800-A-PATRIOT, or PatriotMobile.com/PatandStu. Welcome back, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Back. Uh, we are excited to be joined by our, our old friend Billy Hallowell, who used to work here at the Blaze, and then he turned traitor on us and he left. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is we did to him I, to deserve that. Do you do, do you know, Stu? I, uh, I don't. I'm not really but, sure uh, what his deal was, but I hope uh, we can get to the bottom of it. Yeah, here. I'd I like hope to. So. I'd like to. And he's written a book now. Uh, I don't. I don't know why we're talking about it because he's a traitor. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's called Fault Line: How a Seismic Shift in Culture is Destroying America and Shaping the Next Generation. Billy, that's too long a title to start with. Let's let's get that out of the way. It's just way too long a title. Did it even fit on the cover? Yeah, it, it did. It did barely it? made it. Wow. It barely made it, but, it, wow. but it's there. 
Okay. <laughs> that is the thing you do with books now. It's just like two words and then 14 sentences as the <laughs> yes. subtitle. It's a, an insane <laughs> subtitle that you can't look even at, remember. It's, it's behind playing. us here, and look how teeny that all had to be to fit. No wonder. <laughs> However, while it is tiny, teeny, it makes a great point. Uh, a seismic shift in culture threatening free speech and shaping the next generation. And, That's really and, and good. diving into really some, some, some scary things that are going on with our culture and particularly how it relates to people of faith. Uh, I was talking about this on the radio show today, Billy, and this statistic blows my mind. Let me give this to you here. In 2011, only 30% of evangelicals felt elected officials who committed immoral acts could fulfill public duties. In 2016, that number, 72%. From <laughs> 30 to 72%. In five years? In five years. You believe that? I mean, you know, I feel like... That's a seismic shift. And this is a big focus of your, of your book is that the foundations of who we're supposed to be as people of faith wind up being overwhelmed by the culture and the moment. Mm. Yeah, no, look, I mean, how do they not become overwhelmed, right? We've got Hollywood, we've got media, we've got universities, and those three have increasingly been dominating culture. I, look, we've got, we've got smartphones, we've got iPads, we, we're on our computers. We are mm. inundated. If you go to church every week, if you take your kids to church every week, that's great. That's what we should be doing. But how do you counteract that one time or two times a week that you're at church or, you know, for conservatives even? How do you maintain those values, even for those who might not be particularly religious, let's say, or Christian for that matter? How do you maintain those values when you're just inundated with mm. these insane messages coming from across the board? And look, you see this in public polling. You go to the Gallup poll um, last year. It was it was really startling. Divorce, you know, like moral acceptability of divorce, over 70 percent of the country saying it's morally acceptable um, to be divorced. It's just, you go down the line and really values are completely uh, being eroded. And I think it's fascinating when we talk, obviously, for about a thousand reasons, the Donald Trump factor that has changed so much for evangelicals with that particular statistic. Clearly. It should be troubling um, still, though, that that many evangelicals suddenly um, <laughs> practically tripling and saying, oh, no, this is this is okay now. We don't have to have a moral um, individual in this role. Yeah, and when we made the point that we kind of do, we were called <laughs> puritanical, we were called holier than thou, we were called names, we were told to shut up, we were asked to just play along. Why can't you just do it? I mean, it was vicious from evangelicals. Um, a, a number of the people that were responding to us were evangelicals. Oh, yeah. And look, I think I think you had two bad candidates. We all know that, right? Yes. And so, what, what was shocking to me were the people who were so passionate, right, about Trump. Mm -hmm. and, and it may be, when we're talking about these factors, and when we talk about culture, my focus in Fault Line is sort of like, okay, Hollywood's crazy, the media's crazy, universities are crazy, and they're dominating this discussion. At some point, that trickles down to everybody, evangelicals included, right? Yeah, yes, so I, and I it think, has. Um, and it has. And, and I think we've really got to explore this. You look at issues like gay marriage. You, you go down the line. Some of these issues are complicated. There's the legal versus the moral implications. But all of mm -hmm. that is meshing together um, because we're being sold one side um, in all of those areas. And the reason I chose those areas is because that's where we learn. Like if you're not going to church, you're learning from Hollywood, you're learning from the media, and you're learning um, from 
a either public schools or at some point universities. And so for me, I'm 33 now. I sort of went through this over the last 15 years, and I've been increasingly worried, especially the last five years, looking at, okay, where is culture changing? And as somebody who's on the upper end of the millennial scale, what is wrong with millennials? How are we going to take the future on when we're not even aware that other ideas exist because they're not being presented to us? Yeah, and the real problem here, and you touch on this a lot in the book, is it's the immersion factor. I mean, it's everywhere all the time you're being beaten down with uh, the idea that whatever you believe uh, is wrong and you should dismiss it. I mean, you think about if you go to public school, you, you're in a place where religion can't even be mentioned under any circumstances. Even uh, secularized holidays that relate to religion are tough to celebrate. You go through, um, every piece of media is going to tell you that. You watch sports and the people like Tim Tebow who have that, that connection to faith are mocked and be, belittled for it. And then you go to college and, I mean, it's even more out the door. How does anyone come out of that, this machine that has been built uh, with any connection to faith? Well, they're not coming. I mean, th- this is the problem, right? You look at the polls, you see, okay, we've got one out of four, one out of five Americans polling as none. You know, not like Catholic nuns, but people who aren't Christians, <laughs> they're not connection to, connected to yeah, faith. Yeah, four out of not. five of us were nuns. <laughs> I'd be, be a little concerned Imagine. about that trend, too. That would be a little weird. <laughs> yeah, but, but when it comes to millennials, that number is like 33% that, that are not affiliated with any faith at all. It, it's yeah. very disturbing. And I think, look, I, I, love, I love this term that I've sort of come up with, and I, I'm acting like I'm smart here, and I'm not, but progressive privilege. You know, this is what these people are living in. They've, they've, liberals have mm. sort of lived in when it comes to media, when it comes to Hollywood and universities, they've had progressive privilege. And we love to talk about privilege in every other sense. But when it comes to ideology, for some reason, mm. we don't want to talk about it. There's a real problem here, especially, and you guys know this, in the media and what they're presenting. Yeah. And all of this creates a free speech problem as well, which the book talks about. Yeah. Uh, because we're not we're not seeing both sides. We're not presenting both sides. Yeah, and you're shot you're shouted down in, in the universities. Uh, conservative uh, thought isn't allowed at the universities, and we we had a story that we did on radio today f- from uh, the local DFW area. I, there was a TV station that went out and did a story because a transgendered person was uh, upset that a teacher said he shouldn't go into the girl's bathroom because he's a boy. And so he felt that was an insensitive comment. That's an actual story. Now, why is it, how do we get to this place where we've gone from, from where, um, you know, they were considered, but they're, they weren't solely considered to a place where our feelings don't matter at all, but theirs are paramount. How, how, do, what, how do we combat that? I, look, we, we have allowed secularism to sort of take over, and I think because we've become obsessed with political correctness, and, and I think even talking about political correctness, it feels sort of like, okay, you hear that term and it's it's so overused, but it's so mm-hmm. true. I mean, we are we have created a climate that bizarrely um, sort of works against the majority of what people believe, which is not the way that it, that it should be. And, and look, the other problem here, and so Fault Line kind of is a little convicting, I think, for conservatives and Christians, because both groups have very similar complaints, but we also have retreated a lot of us. You know, we sort of said, okay, it's hard to get into Hollywood, it's hard to get into media, it's hard to get into universities, so we're just going to sort of go over here and do our own thing, or we're just going to retreat totally. 
that's not a healthy thing either. So we've got to we've got to sort of dive back in and figure out, even though it's tough, how can we engage culture? How can we make good entertainment? How can we do all of these things that need to be done to to have a presence? Because right now, by retreating, we're actually doing a disservice to people. We're not we're not contributing to helping them see both sides. And, and again, it's hard, but we got to do it. Uh, the book is called Fault Line, How a Seismic Shift in Culture is Destroying America and Shaping the Next Generation. It's out today, so go get it. Uh, thanks so much, Billy Hollowell. Thanks for coming on the thanks program. Thanks for having thanks, me. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, back in a second. Or maybe just a tad more. Well, yeah, but probably it's as long as the more. commercials yeah, last, right. I would I, say. Exactly. Would probably be the time. They usually last somewhat more than a second. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Welcome to the Pat Stu Show. We were just talking earlier about uh, the immigration process and mm-hmm. losing the country Iraq and what countries we're on and how come they haven't done this and haven't done that. But one of the things that was so important to some of our senators, <laughs> especially Senator Schumer, uh, who is adult, just a great guy. Oh, oh that's I not mean, where I was going. Oh, no? Uh, he helped an athlete overcome Trump's travel ban. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so special. and It was so nice of him to do that. And he went out of his way to help a, an Indian snowshoe athlete. And Yeah, there's, you know, there's no sport I like better than, oh, than come on, snowshoe you walking. Can. <laughs> really? If, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, when they start walking in snowshoes. Not even football or basketball. Because here's the thing. Basketball, baseball. No, we're not sh- they, they, they walk in snow. <laughs> right. They're not walking on regular ground. Right. They're not walking on pavement. Thank you. They're walking. In snow. Now we're not with sure why specialized he was- <laughs> shoes. Right. I mean, that's what I figured it was. It's fantastic. Like, why is it so exciting? Like, oh my gosh, you have to. I can't even Stu. describe it. You have to see it. To Once you it. see those guys with the it's, Pat's right, the special uh-huh. snowshoe, the tennis uh-huh. racket shoes. Is that yeah, really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm well, really those glad. Are the old school ones. So we're all happy, I guess, that Schumer got him here. Oh, and they don't even know why he was what the detained was because India is not one of the and nations. so they, I mean they treated him like in this town in New York they treated him like a king. They yeah. parades everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it seems that uh, now he's. Uh, Charged with a sex crime against a child. Yeah, he molested uh, a twelve-year-old girl. That's all. What? That's all. What? <laughs> That's all. No. <laughs> that We've got like Americans a... that do that too. That's, I mean, that'll be the excuse. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Americans. Yeah, but yeah, did you know that Americans molest twelve-year-olds at a higher rate than? <laughs> well, why would we add to that? <laughs> I know. Even if that's true, right? Let's, let's assume. Not, yeah, the let's pres- assume premise. it's true. Why add to it? Why would we add to it exactly? Yeah. What's yeah. the argument there? Yeah. Well, we we every we want to we want to have a little bit of extra outside so molestation. <laughs> uh, we just don't want it all inside. Then a hundred percent of it would be Americans. You want that stat on your back? Now, to be fair, I mean, to be fair, it, you know, it is America. You're innocent until uh-huh. proven guilty, and right. he's maintaining his innocence. Oh, he does say he didn't do it. He maintains his innocence, and he's still in jail. Actually, mm-hmm. according to this story, with on you know ten thousand dollar bond, I'm surprised Chucky didn't put it up for him. Yeah, really. I was uh, fascinated, though, by the response of the Indian snowshoe team member, captain person Mm -hmm. that's here. They said, hey, look, we're completely confident in the American justice system. Yeah. We're going to let it play out. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. That was really good. I thought that was awesome. Yes, it was. Yeah. Now, and also, uh, just as we wrap up uh, this hour, I'd like to uh, remind uh, the producers and uh, everyone affiliated with this show that today is National Pancake Day. 
Oh well, then. And I hate to be, you know, I hate to be the one to hold, you know, remind everyone about these national food days. For spoons, obviously, then it's pancakes, uh, right? Uh, pancakes you know, I have three pancakes today. Rich, creamy butter and delicious, mm. real natural maple Ooh. syrup. National pancake mm. day. Is it's what half I'm pancakes, but uh, what? It's something I really yeah, want to have. I really want to eat. It's the not. Pan- it's not pancakes. We'll have pancakes in another segment, not for spoons. I assume. <laughs> oh, okay. I assume. Well, that's better. <laughs>